Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Now that you know what we've been watching, follow us over at Letterboxd to be able to keep up with what we are watching in real time. Uh, But either way, now that that's over... Let us go into our main section of our podcast. Welcome to Reasonably Real. This is one of your hosts, Deadite Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is Maniac Mike, Jigsaw Jody, and Catastrophe Caleb, and we are going to be talking about movie theaters and why they're still relevant in 2021. But before we do that, Maniac Mike, what have you been watching? Well, I've watched a few things this past week. Uh, first thing that I'll get into is a new season of Castlevania just dropped on Netflix. Uh, and I have to say, it was probably the most action-packed and bloody season. Um, but I'll be totally honest, the writing was a little lackluster in this season. So it, it has its good and bad. It still propelled the story forward. I'm still liking what they're doing with this story. And it goes into a lot of different places than you would think a normal Castlevania, you know, Dracula story would go. Uh, And it's still worth checking out. Uh, How they kind of wrapped it up, because nobody knew if they were going to get a season four. Um, And then they announced it and it came out. So, But we don't know if there's going to be a season five just yet. And kind of honestly how they wrapped it up, uh, it could go either way. So... Um, go ahead and check it out. Season four, Castlevania. I give it probably a seven or eight out of ten. Uh, but it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I've enjoyed uh, what they did so far. I haven't watched this season yet. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it, it's worth watching, especially if you've seen and liked the other three seasons. Um, next movie I'll talk about was I found a documentary called Mischief Three Thousand, um, which is a car club called the mischief crew and they invade something called the gumball rally 3000 which is essentially a very high-end sports and exotic car meet where a bunch of rich people ship their cars all over the world then go and thrash them for a 3000 mile race um and essentially these they were either late teens or early 20s uh snuck their way onto this rally and then had a great time and they filmed it all and it it looked really fun obviously you're speeding and doing a lot of stupid stuff but uh, it was just kind of their their hand cam footage of them sneaking onto this twenty thousand dollar entry fee race and uh it's crazy and some of the stuff they do obviously is highly illegal and don't try it on the road i'm not (laughs) endorsing it but um 
you know, it looked like they had a great time. So I, I would give that like a, a seven or eight out of ten as well. It was filmed on hand cam in two thousand two. Um, so if you do watch that, be aware that the the production value is a little lacking compared to uh, even cheap low budget stuff today. Uh, but still well worth a watch, especially if you are into cars or anything like that. Uh, next movie I watched is I finally caught up with The Ranger. Um, for whatever reason, I just never had watched this, and it's a bunch of punks going to hiding on a uh, like a national forest reserve, and there's a park ranger that works there, and one of the punks in the park ranger has a history, and um, lo and behold, the punks start dying one by one in grisly deaths. Um, as David and Steady Steve would say, the sun rose. Um, yeah. Th- there's a couple cool scenes, and I really like some of the, the the kills in it, but there's just nothing in this movie that I can say, you need to watch it because of this. There's just nothing in there, you know, for me to say that. Um, it is, for a horror fan, it is worth the watch. There's a couple cool moments, but overall... It's just kind of meh. I give it a 6 out of 10 because uh, the acting is pretty good. You can tell that some of the people were having fun on set. Um, but The Ranger, 6 out of 10. Check it out if you're a horror fan. If you're not, I would probably pass on this one. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Um, and then the last movie I'll talk about is uh, Joe Bob, and I know David was excited for this because he's been wanting Joe Bob to review this forever, but uh, he reviewed Mandy. Uh, I still give Mandy a 9 out of 10. Uh, it is still a wild and fun film. It uh, To anybody who hasn't watched this movie, it will catch you by surprise. You think it's just some stupid Nick Cage throwaway movie, and it is not. It is a love story. It's beautiful. It's violent. Um... You know, it's heartfelt. Uh, let's see here. There's so many things that can describe this movie. There's um, nothing better than cheddar. Yeah, and then that that still doesn't even begin to describe it. <laughs> so, Mandy, it's a 9 out of 10. Check it out. Um, I still didn't get the the feeling that Joe Bob was too excited about this film. To no, be he, totally I honest. thought he liked it. No, by um, the way he was talking, especially later in the, the episode, he seemed to really like the movie. I think I definitely, he liked I think he I liked need the to director. Because mm-hmm. uh, he, he did like give us a lot of information about uh, uh, Cosmatos and like where his headspace is at and stuff like that. Uh, it sounds like that guy would be a very interesting interview on The Last Drive-In. Yeah, he could do Beyond the Black Rainbow. Yep. <laughs> People watch it. That'll be something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think even Joe Bob would would push back against that one. Uh, he did mention it, though. It's a good movie. I think it's a good movie. But, uh, Mandy, it's... It's something that is very hard to describe until you actually see the movie. Because if I tell you it's... For the first half of the film, it's this kind of really elegant kind of love story. You know, of just two people just wanting to get away from everything and live their own life. And then I tell you the back half's full of chainsaw duels... Um, you know, Hellraiser-esque drug-fueled murderers and then a cult. 
and you'll be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You've just got to watch it. So Mandy, 9 out of 10. It's a must-watch for horror films. And even non-horror films should probably check this. Uh, non-horror film fans should check this out because there is a lot of talent that went into this movie, uh, especially considering the budget they had. So 9 out of 10, check it out. And uh, that's all I've watched this week. Uh, Castlevania took up some time, so uh, that and for whatever reason, uh, my HBO Max app wasn't working, so I wasn't able to watch the new Angelina Jolie movie. So that's all I've watched. Am I up next? Go for it. All right. So I started the week with a some farm exploitation. It was called The Dark and the Wicked. Yep. And it was a movie that I liked the visuals of, um, but I didn't like it because I didn't understand it. But I fixed that, and this doesn't normally happen, and I don't normally even like to admit that I have to do this sometimes, but like with really out there kind of movies, I need to either sit and ponder it or turn to YouTube for a... You know, the dark and the wicked explained or something like that. So that's what I did. And then I was like, oh, that makes so much sense now. And I was paying attention. And I was like, oh, I wonder how I missed that. But anyway, so it made me really like it a lot more. Um, But even if you don't understand it or don't fully, it's meant to not fully be understand. I mean, the people who did the video said they watched it two or three times to piece everything together. I don't have time for that anymore. So I just turned to YouTube. I gave that a 7 out of 10, some great visuals, some... uh, uh, triggering stuff. You guys know how much I love goats, so there's some uh, yeah. some, some, some goat harm in the movie <laughs> in mass. So uh, I was kind of sitting there pouting for a little while too because it was kind of triggering. But mm-hmm. I w- went to a matinee of Wrath of Man, and boy, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, something I gave, else. I gave that a nine out of ten. Um, I watched an RLJE movie. I believe it's coming to Shutter soon. It's called Arch Enemy. It's a synth score, neon soaked kind of movie. It's a meant to be like a comic book movie, and it takes about forty five minutes to really get going. Uh, because if you kind of consider it an origin story, I don't know if they're going to franchise this thing or what. But um, it stars Joe Mangello. Um, I know that's not his name, but I call him that. Um, Manganello. He is a bum on the streets, but he claims he's an alien from another planet, and he was the planet's greatest warrior. And there's a blogger who's interviewing and kind of tailing him around and watching his daily activities. Um, and he claims that there's an evil arch enemy that's up to no good and that they're going to have to do a great battle. So um, once it gets going, about 45 minutes, and it takes off for the rest of the movie and doesn't stop. So that was pretty good. I'm going to pretty much think it's coming to shutter, if I'm not mistaken, from the trailer. So uh, that'll be coming in the next month or so. Uh, I watched, I had never seen this, I'd seen this in video stores all my life and never took the time to watch it, but it was on Shudder, so I watched Saturday the 14th, and I thought it was a cute little spoof movie, especially for kids, like kids of the time. I don't think kids today would dig it too much, um, but I appreciated some of the humor as like kind of like a family family and starter horror movie for little kids, um, so I gave that a 6 out of 10. I watched Netflix's Thunder Force with Melissa McCarthy and Olivia, Olivia, Octa- or Octavia Spencer. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. I, I'm the target audience for that. I know that doesn't have much of a target audience, those kind of things. Uh, but the 
genre of Melissa McCarthy falling over things is right up my alley. So I enjoyed that <laughs> quite a bit. So I, yeah, I laugh embarrassingly loud every time. I mean, every time it gets me, she falls on something. I get it. Like she is good at that. <laughs> yes. So uh, watch Joe Bob's Ginger Snaps. Um, that's still a nine out of ten, if not a nine point five. Uh, probably my favorite werewolf movie, even over American Werewolf. Although I would say American Werewolf is the better film, but I would enjoy popping in Ginger Snaps. Um, usually as my go-to werewolf movie if I'm in the mood for one. Uh, went to a matinee of Those Who Wish Me Dead, Angelina's Jolie half disaster, half siege narrative movie um, by Taylor Sheridan, uh, the guy who wrote Hell or High Water and created uh, Yellowstone. Um, it's just like the, that, those kind of properties. So like, if you're into that, kind of like the slow westerny, but not really a western, but that kind of feel to it, uh, it's going to be right up your alley. It was really good. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Nice. And then had another screening of Mortal Kombat last night, and it was still it still held up the second time. <laughs> so yeah. just, just a lot of fun. Uh, we had a private re- rental with my nephew, so we were kind of rowdy. So it was a good time. <laughs> good and that's deal. it for me. Yeah, I think those theater, those private rentals are a pretty cool idea. And uh, I haven't done one yet, but they, they'd probably be a lot of fun. But, uh, Caleb, you're up next. What have you been watching? Oh, I, uh, so I decided that I was going to, because Hulu had the Predator series and Amazon Prime had the Alien series, I decided I was going to watch those for the first time. So I watched Predator, Predator 2, Predators, and The Predator. All in all, I give the whole franchise probably a seven out of ten. Predator and the uh, Predator and Predators I really liked. I felt Predators was more faithful to the original, uh, but Predator Two and the Predator, I didn't like the city settings. Didn't really understand them, and with Predator Two, didn't really like Danny Glover as a hero because it doesn't. It, I feel like a cop, you know, vanquishing a predator doesn't make a lot of sense in my book and then afterwards i decided to watch the alien series because i originally already had watched alien so i watched aliens alien 3 and alien resurrection and i gave those probably an 8 out of 10 definitely like the alien series more than i like the predator series still need to watch prometheus and alien covenant uh, and uh alien versus predator both of them, and then you can pass on on the second Alien versus Predator pretty hard. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's not very good. The first the one's first okay. One's okay, yeah, it's an all right film. Uh, and then I like both of the new Alien movies quite a bit. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, after watching those, I decided to watch the original Terminator. Never seen the original Terminator film before. Uh, seems like with my ratings for these classic films, didn't Steve didn't like it very much. I wasn't very appreciative of my eight-star rating for the Terminator, uh, but I felt like I deserved it. It was good. It was it was a classic film. It was amazing, and Arnold as the Terminator definitely was a good casting choice. A uh, very quotable film, but just I like T two better, and I can see where they're different, and I can see where they're the same. Uh, afterwards, <laughs> I decided that it was going to be time for me to watch a bad film. Uh, I watched See No Evil with Kane. And mm. I should have known with a WWE tagline, 
Uh, it was going to be a bad film, but it was... It, you know, Kane was the only redeemable part of the film because he plays a silent psycho very well, but that's just his WWE character. Uh, it, it, the camera effects made me dizzy, and I get the camera effects trying to make you see people through the eyes of Kane's character, but it made me sick. Uh, after that, I watched Air Force One with Harrison Ford. I don't know why I decided to watch Air Force One. Uh, I think I just saw it on Hulu and decided that might as well. Uh, but I liked it. It was good. Yeah, Harrison Ford definitely plays an action star very well. Uh, That's the type of uh, movie Steady Steve likes quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we actually just talked about that movie yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he loves these types of things. <laughs> yeah, they added, they added a bunch of Harrison Ford films to Hulu, so I've been trying to get those, get, uh, watch those. Mm-hmm. And after that, I watched probably what would be the worst film that I've ever watched, uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space by the very controversial Ed Wood. <laughs> uh, it was bad. It was really, really bad, and I loved it. I thought because of how bad it was, it it looked like a middle school play. There was a bu- like the settings were cardboard. This And this wasn't silent film era, so he could have recorded scenes at night, mm. and he didn't. I, he used old footage of Vel Lugosi, <laughs> And decided to just plaster it and just make it work for the film. It was he had an Elvira ripoff, and that was oh, Vampira. Was, dang it! I don't care. I really don't. Elvira's a ripoff of Vampira. Yeah, well, she's more popular, so it's fine. Um, it, the fact that he, the fact that he had this movie, it, I, I can watch an Ed Wood film and think that anything is possible. Because if he can get his movies released to the public and he can have a budget and he can get studios to say, yes, we will release your films, then I can do anything. Very true. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's very admirable that you're dipping your toes into the uh, bad movie subgenre. And uh, yeah. enjoy. Because it's, uh, it's addicting and it's only going to get worse from there. Because yep. uh, Plan 9 is frankly a good movie in comparison to a lot of the, uh, the bad movies we cover. <laughs> yeah it's 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 pretty pretty decent film in comparison to the birdemic or or something like that <laughs> yeah it, it was bad but it was ultimately it was ultimately just a fun watch that is, I, 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 as soon as i saw ed because i i've i've seen the ed wood film before which mm-hmm. If you watch Plan 9, you definitely need to watch Ed Wood afterwards because it kind of goes into the story of how he got this movie made. Uh, it was fun. It's 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 a good watch. And it, Ed Wood is definitely a better film than Plan 9, but they work together. Uh, and then after that, I ended up watching uh, Orochi, which is a 1925 silent film from Japan. Uh, it's not like other silent films, uh, with just music playing in the background and then... And then caption cards popping up throughout the film. Uh, it has those, but they also provide uh, uh, what is called a benchy, which is an in-person narrator. Uh, they provide descriptions of what the characters are feeling and set the setting and provide voices for each character and have to change their voice for each character. Uh, it's really it's an important film. It was an important part of Japanese culture. 
and it's a pretty tragic story. It, it ultimately the the main character is his own his own villain, uh, but the fight scenes, the sword fighting scenes are fantastic. Uh, do need to be slowed down. Uh, you can watch this film easily on YouTube. The scenes, the sword fight scenes, definitely need to be slowed down to be truly appreciated. <laughs> but it's it's a fantastic film. It is a fun. I gave that a nine out of ten because I just love silent films, and I thought it worked really well. So that was the last film that I've watched. All right, good stuff, man. Uh, well, I've been watching a few films. Nothing real crazy. I watched The Mitchells versus The Machines. Uh, it was okay. I think this is going to have an audience that's frenetic style. Kind of wore on me after a little bit, but I did think it was an okay film. Uh, watched Ginger Snaps along with Joe Bob, of course. Really liked it. Uh, the Funeral Home, not to be confused with the uh, horror classic from, I think, the 70s or 80s. Um, this is a foreign film. It's a pretty decent movie on Shudder. Worth a watch, but nothing real crazy. Uh, rewatched Saw in the uh, 4K Blu-ray. And uh, the 4K Blu-ray looks really good on this movie, and it really uh, shows every grimy detail as if you'd want to see that. <laughs> but uh, it's a rather graphic film, uh, but definitely one to check out. Then I watched The Wicker Man, the original, of course. And uh, what a what a film. It's uh, great. They added it to Shudder here recently. Uh, definitely worth a watch. Um, talked about Fried Berry a little bit last week. Really enjoyed that movie. Uh, very good stuff. Then I got to watch Benny Loves You, uh, which is the new uh, Dread Central movie. And uh, wow. <laughs> this, this is something to say the least. Um, some tiny terror action going on here. You got a stuffed animal that was tossed away, and it didn't appreciate it very much, and it comes to protect its owner. So uh, definitely <laughs> check that movie out. And then um, Joe Bob covered both Mandy, and then he followed that up with Dead and Buried. I've talked about Mandy enough. I'm just really happy Joe Bob covered it. And then Dead and Buried is a uh, pretty good film that I'd watched all, not all that long ago uh, for the first time. Pretty good stuff. And then finish the week off with Spiral from the Book of Saw. And uh, I really liked it. It was a bold movie with a uh, bold new direction for the series, which I thought was going to be just a, um, you know, a tag phrase. But it's really not. It's very different. <clears throat> Makes it a lot more like Seven, kind of, where it's this police procedural. And they do a lot of interesting elements to it. And I, I really quite liked it. I thought... Uh, uh, Chris Rock did very well in the role, and a lot of good things were going on here. So I do recommend that, and I give it an 8 out of 10. Um, so when we get back from our break, we're going to be talking about uh, theaters and some of our favorite theater experiences and why they're kind of relevant today. Uh, but before that, we're going to take a short break. Welcome back to Reasonably Real. This is one of your hosts, Deadite Dave, and we're going to be talking about uh, movie theaters, why they're still relevant in 2021, and uh, some of our favorite movie theater experiences. The reason to do this is, um, well, it kind of came from the idea that Spiral, when I went to go see it, had, you know, after a bunch of good movies, you know, coming out and doing well, if we had like four people in our movie theater to see a Saw movie on opening night, which was pretty alarming, um, because if, you, if you've been around the Saw universe for a while, you'd know those things sell packed theaters in yep. most cases. So um, I've never remember, seen one that that wasn't packed. I saw, 
I saw Saw 2 opening weekend in theaters uh, when that came out. Mm-hmm. And you are correct. That dude was absolutely packed full of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sell movies. That's a big name franchise. So, um, great movie. I do recommend you go see it. But it's just kind of a calling card. Um, we've talked quite a bit about movie theaters. But um, I wanted to talk about why I think the art of movie theaters is far better than than uh, streaming, which I think is actually you're losing part of the experience uh, doing so. And uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, so I just kind of want to go around the table and get your thoughts. Um, so just kind of why you love movie theaters and your favorite movie theater experience. And Maniac Mike, you're, you're up first. Um, I still think movie theaters are relevant because you're essentially a captive audience at a movie theater. You know, there are rules set in place, you know, put your cell phones away, shut up, you know, let people enjoy the movie. Whereas whenever I think you're streaming at home, cause I fall into this, I'll grab my phone, you know, during a mm-hmm. lull and see what's happening on Facebook or answer a text message or something like that. Whereas if you're in a movie theater, no, you shut that off. You ignore it. Um, you, know, you would hope. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, me and my older brother actually almost got kicked out of a movie theater in South County years and years and years ago. And I don't even remember what movie. I think we were watching that Brad Pitt Troy movie. Um, and somebody's cell phone rang three times. And they just didn't shut it off. They actually answered it and started talking. In the middle of the movie. The third time that happened, me and him both stood up. We didn't even discuss it, but me and him both stood up and said, shut your effing phone off and shut your effing mouth. We just paid 10 bucks a ticket to watch this movie, and you are ruining it. Yep. Yeah, that happened when we saw Godzilla vs. Kong. Someone straight up answered their phone in the middle of the movie. Yeah. That recently. (laughs) To me, like, and and some of it is because I am a cheapskate. So whenever I go to the movie, I want to enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anybody else ruining my experience. You know, I paid money to go to this experience. And a lot of people, you know, feel like this. I know, you know, don't ruin it for other people. Don't be mm-hmm. that jackass. But to get to get on the, 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 the better topic is, and some movies are just a spec, a spectacle. You know, uh, Kong versus Godzilla that recently came out. That movie you need to see on the biggest, loudest screen possible. Um, you know, <clears throat> I haven't been to the movie theater in a while. Me and David did go watch Tenet the end of last summer. And that movie I was so, so, so thankful I got to see on yeah. the big screen. Because the audio in that film, and I've watched it at home on my home audio theater setup. Um and it was still good, but in Tenet, the soundtrack and the sound in that movie is very, uh, it's very deliberate. Uh, there are times when like a gunshot will go off and they actually tune that sound up so high they want you to flinch. Mm-hmm. And you do. Um, and you miss that by watching, you know, at home. Yes, the you know I have a pretty good Bose setup, but it's nothing compared to you know a theater style setup with a good with a good audio system, um, and so the 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 whole captive audience audience experience is um, very very unique to a movie theater only. 
Um, and it's something that shouldn't be missed for some movies, you know, Kong versus Godzilla, stuff like Tenet, um, you know, Star Wars movies. Um, you know, I, I remember some, some of my favorite movie experiences were, um, so sometimes the crowd gets pretty rowdy. I remember watching, uh, the, uh, the first of the new Star Wars trilogy was it uh, Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and that crowd was cheering, clapping, yelling, and I, I know I just said sit down and shut up, but also very rare times where that party atmosphere will break out, and it's because you have all the fans of this movie. They're not being loud to be disrespectful. They're being loud to add the ambiance and, uh, you know, to the movie because they are all fans. We watched Force Awakens on opening night, and when the Millennium Falcon hit the screen, everybody stood up and cleared, cheered, and clapped like this spaceship was a, a character in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, when Harrison I mean, Ford hit the screen. Yeah. When Harrison Ford hit the screen, everybody cheered and clapped, and there was nothing disrespectful about it in that instance. Uh, it was, you know, we were paying homage to something that every person in that movie theater loves. There's a difference between a laugh, you know, or, or even a cheer or a clap, um, or getting excited for something than, than yeah. getting on your phone and talking about something completely different, too. Yeah. So <laughs> that's um, where I would draw the line. <laughs> yes, uh, I totally agree. And, but my favorite movie theater experience that I've ever had was watching Us. And I got off work. I went and caught the late show on a Friday night. And obviously with us, a lot of that movie hadn't been given away in the trailers or pre-production stuff, advertisements, stuff like that. And I was wearing a... I took my work shirt off and I put on a bright red hoodie and didn't think anything about it. Went to the movie, watched it. And then there was some people that were freaked out during that film and one of them actually went running up the walkway yelling oh no that no that that can't happen and he's screaming and like because something startled him and he came back but after the movie it was cold and raining outside so I put my red hood up and I was walking down you know the dark hallway at the movie theater <laughs> and he turned around and saw me and you just have to watch the movie to know why somebody dressed in red would freak somebody out. <laughs> and he turned around and saw me and goes, Oh hell no. And takes off running again and like hopped over the, uh, the barricades that they had to kind of, you know, herd everybody out the exit they wanted to go through. They wanted you to go through. He hopped it and he was gone out the door and everybody's just laughing. Even his buddies were like, Oh man, not again. And, so they had to go running out the door to try to track him down because I'm sure the dude's still running to this day because I freaked him out so bad just by he, he turned around and saw me in red, uh, you know, in a dark hallway. But, um, you know, there, there's just... And that's something you wouldn't get at home. I know that's kind of not in the theater, but that's still part of the theater experience. Or waiting in line. Uh, for like mm-hmm. uh, Caleb mentioned Avengers Endgame earlier, you know, we waited in line on a Sunday afternoon to watch Endgame and the line's 50 people deep 
yeah. half an hour before the movie. We were there and, opening night, and it was insane yeah. amounts of people. We got there, I think, an hour and a half early to see Endgame, and we were still, like, fifth in line to get in the movie theater. It was crazy. Yeah, the, these big, some of the big tentpole releases that have fans that come out of the woodwork, and it is only fans like us that are goofy <clears> enough to go see these opening night, you know, Star Wars uh, we, we saw the, the Lord of the Rings movies on opening night. Mm. Um, you know, we, we all went and saw the Halloween movie on opening night. A, a lot of uh-huh. us here on this cast and crew right here. Um, <laughs> I was know, part and, of that craziness. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, David doing interviews in full Michael Myers get up after the film. Uh, <laughs> yeah. People having all sorts of questions. like Yeah, there was that older lady that wanted to hit you with a cane. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, and we've we've brought this up before, but Jody jumping about ten foot in the air and yelling an expletive at a jump scare—that <laughs> uh, was awesome. Too. That was in the trailers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that is a movie. That was the scariest experience. jump scare I've ever seen in a trailer. Oh, it was a good one. I'll give, be honest. To yeah, give him that. You remember what but, that movie was? I do. Uh, <laughs> Which wasn't that the prophecy? Yeah. Yeah, it yep. was a good movie, at least. That turned um, out pretty good. But those type <laughs> of prodigy? things. Was it yeah, the that's prodigy? it. Yeah, the Prodigy, the, the evil kid movie, which is a pretty good movie. Yeah, I dug that movie a lot. Um, but that's the type of stuff you don't get. You know, eating uh, mashed potatoes and fried chicken in the back of a theater uh, <laughs> while going, you know, just trying to make the movie on time. Um, sitting on your couch, you don't get that type of experience. And those things will last a lifetime. Um, you know, there's a reason why one of my earliest memories is watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 in theater. Mm-hmm. I was like five when that movie came out. But I still remember watching that in the theaters. Mm. Um, Absolutely. You know, I don't remember watching that movie on my couch. So, True. you know, it's it's just it's a different atmosphere and it adds to the movie. Um, and it, it just can't be matched. So that's my two cents. Fair enough. That's a really good take on it. Honestly, uh, we're going to have to do quite a bit to top that. Uh, jigsaw Jody, what's your attempt to top that? (laughs) Well, uh, basically just to echo the two, the two main points that I had were one being, I, it sucks, but I just can't help myself. If I am at home, I will pick that phone up. As much as I tell myself I'm not going to, and even I'll silence it like I would at the movies, I will pick, like, absentmindedly just reach over and pick it up. Mm-hmm. I have to, like, put it, like, in a safe or something for me to not do it. Um, also, like, so if I'm going to, you know, movie marathon at home, then it's like, uh, well, I should probably, you know, since I'm going to be sitting on my butt, like, get some laundry going at least. Or yeah. like, I feel like I, yeah. I need to also be multitasking a productivity thing if I'm going to be sitting all day or even, you know, just for, for a movie or whatever. So I just, I can't help myself. I got to like eliminate those distractions by getting to the theater. And then the other thing I call it, um, I call it community energy. Um, everything that like Mike was saying, like, like the star Wars thing, I was going to use that as an example, but another one that I'll use that as an example is Avengers Endgame. I've never seen anything like that in my life. When that climax started, Oh, and yeah. Chris Evans says a particular phrase, and just I've never seen. Even my wife was kind of like looking around, like, "What? Like, wow!" 
Uh, you know, so that community energy, the fandom, the, it's like a, a common bond that we all have, everybody in that same room. Um, I'm someone who can easily kind of like feel like I'm alone or, you know, I, I'm the only person that does this. And, you know, I, then I kind of like get fe- like feeling like bad for myself or whatever sometimes, even though I try not to. But then you go to the th- cinema, like to a Star Wars or a, a, a Marvel movie, and like there's this last week, it was like, or two weeks ago now, Scott Pilgrim versus the World screening. That cracked the, that only played in AMC theaters on the Dolby screens, and it cracked the top 10. It was packed, it was sold out, everybody was clapping, laughing, cheering. It was such high energy. I just love that energy that you only get at the theater, or if you get a bunch of buddies together, you could still get that that camaraderie and energy going. Yeah, Maniac but, Mike's drive-in theaters is about as effective at creating that experience, I will all say. All right, well, I can't wait, but yeah, I, I don't have anything like that up here, so like it's me by myself most of the time, so... Uh, yeah, so like I, I can't wait for that. That's gonna be. I can't. I can't. Exciting. I can't guarantee your safety, though. He is a maniac, after all. That's, That's the only right. thing I will say. That hey, makes everybody the experience survived even Bill and Ted. Did they? I think. <laughs> the world may never know. <laughs> Sorry. But I, I do hear what you're saying, though, with the Spiral movie, because on opening night, our theater sold two tickets. That's so Because the movie's the, awesome. The theater, I was talking to the guy and he said, no, it's just this movie. People aren't coming to this movie. Huh. He's like, we got, you know, I sold a lot of tickets for the other screenings, the other movies and different things. And, and our theater, uh, both of them new movies that came out, the Angelina Jolie one too. There was like, I think the only people seeing a movie were, were the ones in Spiral. It was yeah empty. Because at least <clears throat> the Angelina Jolie one has the excuse of being streaming on HBO Max too. But mm-hmm. Spiral, the only way to watch Spiral is the theater, and just people aren't going. Do you think so it's the title? Uh, I think so. I think I it could yeah. be. I think it could be, because people might not even realize it's a Saw film. And then the marketing kind of sucked, because the trailer was great, but they only started showing it in movies and on TV like a month ago. Well, it was going <clears throat> to go to Stars, and they backed oh, really? out of that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, when Godzilla and Mortal Kombat were huge successes at theatrically, because by the way, both of those movies, when I went to Godzilla, it was sold out, and Mortal Kombat was near sold out. Nice. It's literally, it's literally just this movie that people aren't going to see. Well, well, I mean, think about it this way. I, I, but again, I mean, in our theater, it was every movie didn't do well. So I, I okay. don't know if that's a, if that was a trend. I think it may have been the weekend. Who knows? But. My my thought is, uh, I, I guess hopefully it's just the title of the movie, or something, because the mm-hmm. the movie's good. I can't, because when I saw Jigsaw, there was a bunch of people there. Yeah, you know, so I don't know Absolutely. if it's that I, I people didn't realize. S- that I think it, was it could s- be the title plus the fact that, like you said, there wasn't a lot of advertising for it, but also the fact that it has Chris Rock. I don't think that's. I don't know what that would be. Don't take him very serious with this franchise, especially. Uh, I hope it does successful on home video because this movie is super rad. Like it's a really bold movie, and I hope that they don't take from this. Oh, we're gonna do something unique and new, and actually put a lot of effort because on a technical level, this may be the best one in the series. And I'll put it over James Wan's movie, which I love, and I think it's one of my favorite movies of all time. But that movie has a lot of problems. I've watched it four or five times. The performances in that, let's be real, they kind of suck. <laughs> I mean, you know, and this movie's not that way. 
You know, there's so much good I could say about this movie. And on a gore standpoint, I mean, this movie, I haven't seen a mainstream movie this gory, and I can't remember. I had a hard time getting it cut down from the NC-17, from what I heard, six times it took. I'm surprised it didn't get one still. I really am. It's graphic. I'm excited. I have my my cinema club is regrouped for the first time since... January of last year, and this is our first screening. All right. Tuesday, I have eight people going. So nice, good deal. Uh, uh, for me personally, on that film, like Chris Rock being in that movie actually adds to why I want to see it. Yeah, because he's something, uh, and he's like great, no, by the way. Yeah, no he's offense to the Saw franchise, but there's only so many movies you can watch where you know how, what the premise is, mm-hmm. and so I I really do think he's going to add something different that we haven't seen yet. I think each of you are going to love this movie. I really do. Yeah, I can't um, wait. I'm seeing so. it Tuesday night. Cool. Yeah, Mike, if you get a chance to see this one, I, I think you're going to love it too. I really do. It's like if Saw had made a movie like Seven is what it's like. So. Yeah, and I love Seven. So it's it's awesome. I, I quite loved it. And Caleb, I, I believe you would like this movie from, from what I know of your, your taste. I'll definitely try to go see it in a theater. It's just getting it scheduled and figured out. But mm-hmm. if, if, I mean, we live close enough if we want to plan a trip to go there and see it, I don't mind that at all. Fair enough. But sorry, sorry to hijack J- uh, Jody, but uh, I just wanted no. to, uh, that was just kind of, it just fit in the discussion. I no, guess. it absolutely did. Absolutely did. Uh, and then I'm going to have to say, um, other than a Star Wars or a Marvel film, my favorite theatrical experience ever was seeing The Room with Tommy Wiseau. Um, and the whole like spoon throwing and yelling at the screen and he was an absolute character um, getting to talk to him and get my picture with him and autograph and stuff like that it was just and then just the, like I said the community energy in that and the, everybody that were huge fans of the room and everybody's so excited to be there there's probably like 500 people in there and it's just chaos and anarchy and it, it was my favorite theatrical experience ever Heck yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> Definitely. No, I, you can't beat it. I love hearing everyone's uh, theatrical stories. Uh, so, but either way, I guess Caleb, you're up next, man. You're you got some some tough uh, tough things to follow up on. <laughs> I do. Um, I agree with with Mike and Jody both. Like seeing any Marvel film, especially Infinity War and Endgame was just a surprise and a shock factor and just an experience that I probably will never get again with another film. Uh, the Star Wars film, the first uh, Force Awakens, seeing that was cool. It was a great experience, but after watch after watching that and then watching the ones afterwards in theater, it kind of just, the experience got a little worse. Um, I think I think watching Logan in theaters was a big moment. Because I wasn't ready, wasn't ready to see Hugh Jackman stop being Wolverine, and it was kind of a hard hitting, a hard hitting punch. And I know it's kind of like nerdy to say, but it was like a, it was you know a character I grew up watching. It was an actor I grew up watching do a specific character, so it was hard to see. But I will say this: nothing beats movie theater popcorn. Like not even not even like store bought that says it's movie theater. 
uh, nothing will beat a, a bucket of movie theater popcorn. And I feel like that's the best, the one of the better parts of the movie theater experience. Uh, but I think, like, especially with, like, drive-ins, I feel like with COVID and everything, the movie theater is kind of like, a lot, a lot of people just don't want to go to movie theater because they're putting it on all these streaming services. And But I feel like you lose out on the on the true movie watching experience if you don't go to a theater because you have so many distractions. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. I'll, I'll kind of touch on it with, with kind of where I'm going with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, the drive, the rise of the drive-in was something I did not ever expect to see again. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Which the drive-in can be a very, very cool experience too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Years and years and years ago, I went on a car cruise, uh, and it was called the Loose Cannon Car Cruise, and it was a bunch of, you know, older muscle cars, 50s, Bel Airs, and stuff like that, and we went to a drive-in in Carthage, Missouri, and honestly, it was a little spooky. Like, I'm sitting in a 1970 Nova. Next to me is a 69 Camaro. On the other side of me is an old Belvedere. And then you look in front, and you got two Bel Airs, and it was a it was a little spooky, you know, looking around in modern day time and just seeing nothing but, you know, fifties through seventies cars, um, and it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool experience. Definitely, I mean, I I've got quite a few experiences in in drive-ins, although it was uh, not quite ever as much my bag of tea as as the cinema experience inside, mostly because of the late start. You know me, I'm kind of yeah. the, uh, a morning person more than I am a, uh, a night person. But either way, awesome, quite a bit of good stuff. But uh, Caleb, you have anything else to, to add to uh, your thoughts on the uh, movie theaters? No, uh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to start seeing movies in theater again. Uh, haven't been to the theater in probably over a year. Uh, and definitely excited, especially because I want to go see uh, uh, Halloween Kills. Oh yeah! Theaters, when it comes out in October, so that'll be that'll be like that'll be an experience. That'll definitely be a fun experience. Yeah, I'll try and try and uh, bring my costume again this time. <laughs> so maybe we can all all make it over there to the theater that way. But uh, yeah, either way, no, some some good stuff. And uh, you guys have covered most of my thoughts, but uh, I guess the last thing I want to cover is uh, people watching movies on their phones. I hate to mirror David Lynch on this, but you're doing it wrong. (laughs) I'm sorry. I hate to be a purist in that way, but movies are made to see on a big screen. People, cinematography doesn't, they don't shoot a film to be watched on your phone. You catch... A fraction of the details because you're watching it on a fraction of the size screen. Um, you know, you're you're really losing a lot. I think by what I don't care how good your resolution is, you know, whatever, um, you're losing a lot by watching it on that phone or or even a laptop sometimes. You know, depending on the size screen, movies are made to be watched on a on a big screen, big format, and. Um, you know, I can't tell you how many people will be like, oh, yeah, I watched that movie on my phone while I was laying in bed. And I'm like, I hate to be, I feel like an old man when I do that, where I just want to say, get out of here. <laughs> you know, I hate to be that way because, you know, 
they I'm sure they enjoyed it and if that's what makes them happy you know that's great for them but you know that's one of those things that, does anyone else have that kind of reaction to that I mean I do I'll be honest I you know again I hate to go to say anyone's happiness is the wrong way of doing something but but I just sit there and bite my tongue usually when I hear that one <laughs> but oh well no it's but I agree everything with the movie theater experience you know you're you're less distracted you know you have less stuff going on and all that so it just makes for a better experience and a couple movie theater experiences I wanted to shout out uh, today I've got a lot of really good ones you know seeing the Fast and the Furious movies with Mike here um, he'll remember remember those yeah. those are those were always a good time <laughs> and then um, another one I really liked was seeing the Neon Demon in movie theaters where um, you saw the slow trickle of every offensive scene in that movie leading to someone walking out of the movie theater and getting pissed off, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> so that was cool to see. And then uh, Mandy in the movie theater at the uh, Moolah Lounge. And uh, that was something. <laughs> Midnight. It was literally a midnight movie. I think it started at 11 or 12 at night. And um, it was something to see that movie with. That sound system was so freaking loud. It was blaring so hard. <laughs> Normally I'd be like, this is horrible. But in this movie, it just washes over you. And I'm just sitting here getting freaking blasted by noise and scenery. That movie was something to see in that setting. And, uh, and they have just, they, they literally just set up recliners in this theater. <laughs> That's all it is. It's like the front row is just a bunch of recliners set up. So uh, it was me, Motley, and Maddie, and we were all just sitting in recliners watching Mandy at 11 o'clock at night with a lot of people who hadn't seen the movie yet. By that time, me and Maddie had seen it two or three times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was something to say the least. So, so those are my movie theater experiences. I watched Mandy in St. Louis, actually. On yeah, my you work did, trips. didn't you? Yep. And it was me and two other guys who, when the nude scene with Linus Roach happened, they got up and walked out and never came back. <laughs> That's awesome. Leaving That's just me for the rest of the... Yeah. They huh. didn't like seeing his wiener. Well, that happens... Uh, yeah, no, that is kind of weird that that's the scene that would offend him. I don't know. Oh, well, you know, people... Maybe people that was the these... final straw, I guess, but... Well, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be a movie for everybody, but everyone in my theater stuck around. Um, I'm sure there were some people that didn't like it. You know, that, that movie's going to divide people in that way. But but everyone around us was seemed to be really into the movie. <laughs> so And no one fell asleep, even though it was pretty late at night. So, Do you guys remember your first rated R movie at the theater? I do not. I've been watching. My, my dad's been taking me to movies for so freaking long. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, know, Maniac Mike can attest to that. That was yeah. something he literally raised us on. So, uh, I well, it depends remember. on what it was. He always checked for nudity. If there was nudity in the rated R movie, he would not take us. the The first one that I can truly remember was Saving Private Ryan. I was probably ten, maybe eleven, and I remember Steve saying, "Now this movie's going to be violent." I was like, "Okay." And then you get in there, and I was like, oh, crap, this movie is violent. But, you know, there was no nudity in that film, so he <laughs> let it slide. Uh, and it is a fantastic movie. That Even, was Summer of 98. So however however you old you were, Summer of 98. That would have been 11. So, uh, 
and then the first one I went to by myself would have been Halloween H2O. I, I snuck out mm-hmm. to see that one and saw that in theaters. Yeah, that's that'd be a good one, too. I'm trying to think about my first rated R movie that I saw. I remember the first rated R movie I bought, and it was on my birthday. It was um, Evil Dead, the new one. That was on my 18th birthday. I remember that very clearly. <laughs> so, so I bought that movie, brought up my ID. They're like, are you 18? Bam. <laughs> or no, I guess I would have been 17. Because that's the age, whatever the age was to be able to, to buy rated R movies. I slapped that ID on there. I'm watching this. Took it home and man, I, <laughs> that one was something. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my kind first of one was My first one was T2, Terminator 2. Really? Oh, nice. Yep. Caleb, do you happen to remember your first rated R movie? First rated R movie. In theaters. In theaters? Yeah. Ooh. It was either straight out of Compton or Deadpool. I can't remember which one. Oh yeah, I, I saw I, I saw straight out of Compton with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I really did. <laughs> that's not a family friendly one. No, she liked it. She thought it was a good movie. Oh, that's good. It is a good um, movie. <laughs> I remember I had a, I remember sneaking a friend in to see uh, Deadpool when he was I think fifteen, <laughs> fifteen or sixteen at the time. Uh, I, I, we couldn't, because I wasn't old enough to buy the tickets for both of us. You had to be 21 to buy tickets mm-hmm. for someone who was under the age of 18 or 17 at the time. Um, I was like, okay. So I ended up miraculously seeing a friend there with his dad and his dad played the part of my friend's dad and <laughs> bought the ticket. And he was like, oh, what's your friend's name? And I told him and he just kept saying the name. Like, he's like, oh, come on. Uh, the kid's name was Peyton, the, and he's just like, come on, Peyton, let's go, Peyton. I'm like, you can't, you, stop saying his name, because it makes it very obvious that he's like, <laughs> <laughs> it makes it extremely, like, you wouldn't call someone, like, you would not call your child by their first name, like, as much as he was doing it. Oh, okay. I was and I was just say. like, I was like, oh, my gosh. So, but we got a front row seat to see Deadpool, and it was, it was great. It was I fun. do remember seeing that in the, the, the movie theater, actually. I do remember yep. Watching that because there was a huge deal being made at our movie theater about not taking kids to see that movie. <laughs> they were very yeah. adamant about they were on it. On if you're not 17, you're not seeing this movie. I'd never seen that theater like that, but they were they were dead serious about it with this one. <laughs> so. Yeah, they were adamant that you don't go see that film if you if you were under the age. But, like, because they did that, everybody went to go see it anyways. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. They find they find a way to do it. And they're like, yes, it might be a comic book film, but it's definitely not family-friendly. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I think it's... That's a family movie. Depend, depending on family, I guess it's okay film. And, and Deadpool 2 literally says it's a family movie. So, <laughs> I mean, it does. So, <laughs> But not either way. Definitely some good good experiences and some good discussions talking about movie theaters so um do we have anything else we want to talk about before we close out the show has anybody seen an nc-17 in theaters um i have not seen one of those i'm trying to see it would have been recent if i did but i don't think i have no i've seen two i saw bad education um 
by a Hispanic director whose name escapes me right now, and I saw David Cronenberg's Crash in theaters. Oh, oh that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> the which we live kind of in an insulated area, so NC seventeen movies they would not just come don't to this come theater. Here. But I do remember, and it's not NC seventeen now, but at the time it was, and that was uh, the nineties version of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, for whatever reason. The one theater that got that movie around here was in Fredericktown, and it was absolutely no one under 18 allowed in this building. Hmm. Um, it didn't matter if you were there with a parent or not. It was no one under 18. And like I said, I, I don't think it was NC-17, but that's my only experience with something like that is, yeah. no, you're not coming in. I realize you're with your dad, but no, you're not coming in. <laughs> okay. There's some movies I uh, I wish some people would have followed that on. Man, we went to go see that new Pet Cemetery movie, and I don't think I've ever seen a kid walk out of a movie so freaking traumatized as that <laughs> kid was. God bless it. I felt bad for that kid. I hope that parent's still up to this day. Every night with that kid, uh, that every nightmare that kid has, I hope he wakes that dad up for being such a freaking idiot. <laughs> so <laughs> you had that one coming, my friend. <laughs> You're the moron. <laughs> Oddly enough, I've never seen a horror film in theaters, so well, I'm going to have to break lot. that trend. Yeah. I'm going to have to go watch one. Well, my my horror film kick kind of started after COVID, so I never I, I need to actually go see a horror film in theaters, because mm. I bet you the experience is ten times better. It helps. It, it uh, definitely helps in a, lot of, in a lot of ways. But, yeah, I'm looking through rated nc-17 movies and i don't think i ever have i don't think i've ever seen one in a movie theater i mean neon demon would be close and um midsummer was fairly close in a lot of ways that one was a fun theater experience suspiria would be damn close i don't know how that didn't get it uh, in yeah, some ways seen, seen the new suspiria in theaters at the uh the alamo draft house that mm. was pretty cool definitely i I am pretty jealous of that one. Especially because the old man I bought the tickets from, and I say old man because he probably was like 70, and I said, you know, I need two tickets for Suspiria, and he looks at me, and then looks at my wife, and like he was surprised that I, I don't know, I guess I was dressed differently than he would expect, and he goes, you seen the original? And I said, yeah, I love the, the Argento version, and then that sparked a 30-minute conversation about like, old Italian horror films and he loved them. But then the person behind us was like, Hey, can I just buy a ticket? I, you know, you guys can finish the conversation. I just want to pay my money and get out of here. But yeah, it was a, that, that was a cool experience. Definitely. Yeah. No, I, uh, I do wish I would have seen crash in a movie theater. I think that would have been a revelation to have down in Farmington. <laughs> I just thought of two more too. I saw Shame by Steve McQueen starring Mike Fassbender and Bernardo Bertolucci's The Dreamers back when I was in film school. Oh. Some of us went up and saw that. So I've seen a few NC 17s here and there. Did House of Jack built get the NC 17 when it went to uh, theaters? Oh, yep. Forgot about that too. Yep, okay. we saw that. The, yeah. We saw the NC 17 cut in the theater. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to watch that in the movie theater either. So <laughs> I haven't seen, I don't think any of them. Either way, not some 
interesting discussions for sure about movie theaters. And uh, I guess the only other thing before we close off the show is uh, go see a movie at a movie theater. <laughs> so yes, <have> a, please. <laughs> yes, yes, for the rest of us anyway. Have a good one. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.